We're going to talk about faith. I'm going to open up with Luke, the first chapter and the 37th verse in the King James Version. We're dealing with faith. We're dealing with the only thing that pleases God. God's not looking for your sacrifice. He's looking for your obedience. That's scriptural. So I want to open up with Luke 137. For with God, some things will be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Is that what it says? Now understand, I'll give you a little background. That verse came with the angel telling Mary, the little girl, she's going to have a baby. She says, how in the world am I going to have a baby knowing that I've never been with a man? Then the angel says, for with God nothing shall be impossible. What did Mary say? Can you read the next verse? I, I know I don't have it on the screen because I didn't give it to them. But the very next verse, Mary says something back to the angel. This is a part of faith. As I looked at it this morning, I said, this is real faith coming from a young lady. She said, be it unto me according to your word. Where then is she having faith? According to the word. What word? The word that the angel gave her. When he said, nothing shall be impossible. It doesn't matter that you've been with a man. You've been with the man that cre the God that created man. So I have, we need the faith of Mary where we can say today as the church, be it unto us or be it unto me according to thy word. Whatever your word says, I want it to come alive in me. How many people want the word of God to come alive in them? Because when it comes alive in you, everything starts to work out. Let me just set this straight right now. When you come into the Lord Jesus Christ and He becomes your Savior and you start understanding the Word of God, you think everything's going to go all rosy. No problems. I'm going to tell you, you're going to have problems. As long as you're alive and sucking breath, you're going to have problems. The difference is when you come into the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit starts to work in your heart and life, He gives you a way where there seems to be no way to get out of those situations. This is where faith arises. Because I've heard people tell me all these big statements of what they can do, what they'll never do, how they'll never be knocked off base until they get knocked off base. Then I say, what happened? Well, it's not, it was worse than I thought. No, it's exactly the way I thought it would be. It's better not to say what you're not going to do. You need to walk in faith and realize that you can overcome these obstacles. Say the word overcome. overcome. Sounds easy until you have to come over. Amen? For with God, everybody say, nothing shall be impossible. And I add according to his word. So when we understand that it's all based, and I'll remind you of some verses we've gone over. It's all based on faith. Salvation, our, our, what we do. In Romans 3.27 in the New Living Translation, it says, Can we boast then that we've done anything to be accepted by God? By works. What have we done to be accepted by God? 
Not a thing. No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It's based on faith. And if you read that in the King James Version, it says, Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works. No, he says. But by the law of faith. It is a law. As a matter of fact, that law is so important. Because we find in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it says in the King James Version, For by grace are you saved. Through faith. So you can't even have grace without faith. You cannot find salvation without faith. Are you with me on this? Let me read it. For by grace you are saved through faith and not of yourselves. You can't work it up. It is a gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. The law of faith is a law. But it's amazing to me. It should be amazing to all of us how people can say that faith doesn't work. But they will. It's because they've never worked it properly. But faith doesn't work. But then they'll say, I'm saved. How many people have salvation? Well, if you feel like you are saved, there's no way you got saved except by faith. So when you say faith doesn't work, well, you got to be careful with that because you are saved by that faith. You see that now? It's all there in the Word. Just like God's law, God has law. He has, remember I told you last week, natural laws, physical laws, and spiritual laws. And someone said to me, I don't understand why I'm going through the things I'm going through. Well, let me explain that to you. When you transgress your physical laws, you're going to get in some problems. What do you mean? If you eat too much fat, Something's going to happen to your body. I don't know why I'm having heart problems. It's because of your diet. A lot of it is. I don't understand why this happened. I do. Someone said, Bishop, why are you going through the problems you go through? It's because when I was young, my daddy told me to be careful, and I still didn't listen to him. Because I thought I knew everything. So what did I do? I tried to do all the strongman stunts, which I did great. Anybody knew me back then knows. I did it. I did some pretty powerful things. But Daddy said to me, son, you need to be careful. Because one day you're going to pay a price for that. I said, not me, old man. So when I got out of bed this morning and couldn't lift my right arm, I said, he was right. So you break physical laws Laws of your physical laws, and you think, well, I got. Why didn't God help me? God will help you, but you know there comes a point in time you're going to have to help yourself. So don't say that faith doesn't work. Faith does work. So just like the just like God's law of gravity, God's law of gravity, it works all the time, doesn't it? Well, just like that, faith works all the time. The problem is this. Let me just touch this. The problem with faith is we just don't know how it works. And so by not knowing, not having the knowledge, who, do we, who defeats us? The devil? No, we defeat ourselves. You see, there are processes. I've talked to you about this many times. There are processes concerning the law of faith. 
processes. Everybody say processes. But now watch this. The natural, the physical, and the spiritual. There are no processes in the law of gravity. What do you mean? Well, you don't have to worry about it. You jump off of a roof, you're going down. You're going to fall. You stumble, you're not stumbling up, you're going to stumble down. See, the law of gravity works all the time, and there's no processes in the law of But in the law of faith, there are processes that affects our lives. And here is the big differences between the natural and the spiritual laws. Big differences. Natural laws, no process. Spiritual laws, process. You see, the law of gravity work, and it's not conditional. Everybody hear that? The law of gravity is not conditional on anything. It is there. And we recognize it as a law. We learn not to violate it. I'm not going to violate that law. Because when you violate the law of gravity, you get yourself into trouble. Am I right or wrong? I watched a, a video of a fellow that was going to jump off a building in Florida. And it's a real video, a real life thing he did. And he's jumping off this tall building. He's got a chute. He's got this thing in his hand where you throw it up and it opens up and then it pulls the chute open. Well, it didn't work. And they videoed him all the way down to the ground. You say, did he live? No. But the law of gravity took over. The law of gravity took over. So there are certain things in faith. When we talk about the law of faith, God tells us through the word. That's why Mary said, according to your word, we have his word. There's things, the way the word the processes that are there and how it functions, we need to know how it operates. Faith is a law. Everybody say, faith is a law. And it always works. Are you sure? Okay. But it only works if the application is, is done properly. Have any of y'all ever used anything at the house any kind of cleansing agent or anything where it says, where you say, it tells you how to apply it. And how many of y'all think you know better than the label? I get into trouble because I'll read it and I'll say, no, that can't be right. Has anybody argued with the GPS? I argue, my wife says, why do you even use it? Because they're not thinking properly. We're not applying things properly. That's why we get stuck in traffic jams. Because we're not applying what we can use. It's right there in front of us. We have to apply it according to the word. God is telling us in Romans 8, we'll not turn there now, that the carnal mind is enmity against God. In other words, the carnal mind, this mind, our flesh mind, is an enemy to God. It's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be the law of God or the law of faith. It's the same thing, the laws of God, the law of faith. Neither indeed can be. He's trying to tell us something here. If you're going to try to operate in faith, if that's the way you want to operate in faith, you can't do it in the natural realm. Now let's get to that. You can't do it in the natural realm. What do you mean? You can't do it in your five senses. 
You can't touch it, see it, touch, sight, hearing, smell, or taste. You don't get faith that way. Faith can only work in your spirit, your heart. The only way it's going to work. So if you're trying to see it or, or hear it or smell it or taste it, you're going to be sadly mistaken because it's not going to happen that way. It can only happen in your heart. It only happens in your spirit. We will see why as we go through this, why it is this way. We have to get a hold of it in order to walk in this thing called the walk of faith. So faith is a spiritual force. It's a law. It's a spiritual force. It works in the spirit of man, your person, you. It goes beyond. Now, this is important. Faith goes beyond mental assent. Are y'all with me so far? I'm going to take this slow. Do you believe God's Word? Do you believe in healing? Mental ascent. That's mental ascent. But there's a lot of things we really don't believe because we haven't received manifestation of it. We haven't seen it. Like Thomas, unless I see it. I'll not believe. So, just because you say something, follow this thinking, just because you say something doesn't mean you're living it. I never eat sweets. I can say that all I want to, Larry, but the truth is, I like sweets. You put a coconut pie in front of me, it's done. It's just done. So me saying something doesn't mean a thing until it gets into my heart, into my spirit. I will not eat. If I'm going to be on a diet, then it's got to get into my spirit. It's got to get in here. It's got to get into, inside of me. Or all I'm going to do is be wasting time eating all I can eat. It's like my daddy said. Had somebody come to him and said, this diet don't work. Why don't it work? He said, well, after I've eaten, I can't eat the diet after I've eaten everything else I want. It's not eating just the diet. You've got to quit some other things. So we don't just say it, we have, we have to live it. Don't tell me this. Let's just make it where we can understand it. Don't tell me you're living, don't, if you are living in poverty, you're broke. That prosperity is happening in your life. I'm so prosperous. You know, you're broke. Well, I'm speaking in faith, brother. Listen, I've had people write me faith checks. And I've taken them to the bank, and guess what the bank says? Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. No. Let me tell you, they don't accept those faith checks. I had a guy write me a million-dollar faith check one time. I still got it. You know why? Because there wasn't anything there to back it up. Because people think that if they do it, that that's speaking to God, and God's going to make it happen. You can't force God's hand like that. You just can't do that. And there's somewhere in the scripture that says, don't tempt the Lord thy God. You have to be very careful with that. Very careful with that. Especially when he sent you an avenue to be blessed and you've turned it down because you wanted to walk in faith. Oh boy, now there's a subject. I'm going to walk in faith. I am going to be healed. And the doctor's saying, here, if you'll take this, it's going to heal you. I'm not going to take that because I'm walking in faith. No, you're walking in stupidity. 
Faith is he sent me a doctor which is sitting here on this front row. And he says to me, Alan, if you'll take this, this is going to really help you. And me saying, I'm going to stand in faith. No, I'm standing in stupidity. Presumption. That's what I'm standing in because he sent me somebody to help me. It's like you, you standing on top of a house and the flood waters are coming up. <coughs> You've all seen the illustration. <coughs> God help me and here comes a canoe. No, I'm standing in faith. God's going God's to bring me through. Somebody else comes by. Want to help them? No, God's going to help me. Helicopter comes over. No, God's going to help me. Well, they drowned. And when, he, when, they sent, when they faced God, they said, but God, we trusted in you. And he said, well, I sent you a canoe. I sent you a helicopter. I sent you something else. What else do you want? Does that make sense to anybody else? That's just being rational. God uses natural things to bring about the spiritual answers. He brings about natural things just like God touched Floyd and healed Floyd. But he used some natural things that were supernaturally developed. I can't get into that right now, but she was healed of stage 4 lymphoma. Understand, he used some natural things to bring about a spiritual manifestation. Now, I'm not saying if we were in a country where we could not have those things, then I believe God would step up to the plate and do whatever we needed. Am I making that clear? I trust God that way. I trust Him. I was in the Philippine Islands, and there was a coup going on at that time. Uh, they're having a government problem. I was preaching in General Santos City. If you look at a map of the Philippine Islands, it's the very bottom island on the tip end of that island. And it was run by, by an extremist, Islamic extremist. And so they asked me to come and minister. And uh, Camacho was, that was his name, Camacho, wasn't it? I can't remember. He was one of the missionaries, and I went there, and I'm ministering there. And while I'm there, they have a big, well, I'm there. I can't get off the island. I mean, we flew in on a grass runway. I'm sitting there, and here they decide there must have been, you know, I'm not exaggerating, 5,000 people with masks on. Because you had the army faction there. You had the Islamic, Islamic extremists there. You had all of them coming together, and here I am. I'm caught in the middle. Clowns to the left of me and jokers to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. I'm just telling you this to show you. I'm, not a, I, I'm, I'm, I'm brave to a certain extent, but when there's 5,000 of them, and I'm not exaggerating. I used to have the pictures of it. I came out of ministering that day, and they said, we're going to take you back to your place where you're staying. I can't even call it a hotel. It was terrible. So everybody thinks it's a resort. Trust me. My fun was walking out and watching the rats play with the hogs. So as I'm coming out, I said, well, no, you don't have to take me. I'll walk back with my piano player. I said, we'll just walk back. They said, man, I wouldn't do that if I was you. I said, "Ah, no big deal. We'll just walk back. So we start walking back. You may have heard this story before, but it's faith. I have faith because I didn't know I was stupid. My first clue was things in the road burning. And I thought, hmm, must be having a barbecue going on. 
And as I went a little further, and we got closer to the town center, is where they all were congregating. Trouble is, where I was staying was on the other side of that. So here I come, walking with my little Bible in my arm. And I'm walking, and I said, uh-oh. I got close enough that I saw their heads turn. How many people know you can see people's heads turn from a distance? And I said, and, and the guy that was with me, he said, we better turn around and run. I said, and you will die. When you turn and run, they've got you. He said, we're not running. He said, what are you going to do? I said, we're going to walk right through them. Now, this is the truth. I didn't say nothing, didn't do nothing, just started walking toward them. When we got to the town square, filled with people, and everybody had bandanas on. What does that tell you? They don't want to be known. This is the truth. As I walked to the crowd, they separated. And I walked through the crowd, and they separated as I walked through them. How did that work? Faith in the Word of God and what He's asked me to do. He asked me to do this, and I did it. What do you mean? I went to minister His Word to people that needed it. So much so that when they had a typhoon, I ministered in, in a typhoon, and there was this much water in the building, and people were crowded in there while there's that much water I'm preaching in. And it was jam-packed with people fighting to get in there. And here in America, we fight, they fight to stay out of the church. Faith. 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 That's why there's miracles happening overseas. Because they, these people are hungry for the Word. They're hungry. So if you're in poverty, don't, don't tell me, don't tell me you're, you're, you're being blessed. That's preposterous. If you're in poverty, there's a reason you're in poverty. You say, well, I don't understand it. Do you work? No, I never work. I'm trusting God. Well, you're going to trust God and be hungry. I'm just being honest with you. You have to get involved, and then God helps you. Amen? So if you say, keep saying, I'm prosperous when you're not, over and over again, all you're doing is wasting your breath. Faith goes beyond that. It means that those things that you're saying are not, is not operating in your life. Why? Mental assent. Just because you say it over and over again doesn't mean anything until it gets into here. It has to become a part of you. In my spirit, not just my head. Faith, mark this down, faith moves you from your lane into God's lane. The old statement was, prayer is the key to heaven, but faith unlocks the door. Have you ever heard that before? So I said that in prayer, and God's Spirit spoke to me and said, prayer is the key, he said, but faith is not the key, just unlocks the door. Faith is the door. Faith is the thing you're going to walk through. So faith always works. But, but if you operate it, Jeff, in the, with mental assent, all you do is make people look at you strange. I'm not going to confess something and say I'm walking in faith if it's not happening in my life. Because people will start to judge you 
for what you're saying. And we make, the, we make it look like the word of God is of none effect because of the way we're saying it. I've watched God do some miraculous things. I've watched blinded eyes open. I've watched deaf ears unstop. I've watched the lame to walk. I've watched the dead be raised. But you understand that was something God did. It was a necessity that it had to happen. And I can't explain all the avenues or the factions of faith there because that dead person that I prayed for certainly couldn't have faith. It was my faith operating at that point. But I'm not going to get into that right now. It's do you have faith? Faith always works. John 1.26. John 1.26. I want to show you about John the baptizer. He says in John 1.26, John answered them saying, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you whom you know not. He's talking about Jesus. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me. Whose shoe lashets I'm not worthy to unloose. He couldn't even tie his shoestrings. These things were done in Bethabara, Beth beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day John sees Jesus coming unto him and says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. John now speaks to his faith and declares it. He's declaring his faith. He doesn't know. He has not seen it. He's declaring it by faith. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Then he goes in verse 30. This is he of whom I said, after me cometh the man which is preferred before me. For he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be manifest to Israel. Therefore I am come baptizing with water. And John bare record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water... God, the same said unto me, uh, upon whom you shall see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, the same is he which baptized with the Holy Ghost. So, obviously, John knew who Jesus was, right or wrong. He knew it. And he said, I saw and bear record. Next verse, 34. I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Again, the next day, after John stood and his two disciples and looking upon Jesus, as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Everybody heard him. He also said that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Ghost in fire. Right or wrong. But then he does something that looks like he's on the surface not walking in faith. After he made all those grand statements in Matthew 11, 1. And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now, when John had heard in, in the prison the works of Christ, John now, after that scene, after that scenario, after John saying all the things he said, John's in prison. John's about to lose his head. After all that, behold the Lamb of God, when John heard in prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Watch him. Sounds like a lack of faith to me. Jesus answered and said to them, Go and show John. Or tell John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed, he, blessed is he whomsoever shall not be offended in me. 
the reality of what John did is powerful. He did not have a lack of faith. He was trying to teach his disciples faith, learning. Watch. He was powerfully preparing them in faith because the disciples needed to hear Jesus say what he said in order for their faith to be built. Not just the word from John, but they'd hear it from the master's voice himself, which built their faith. John already knew who he was. So if you have faith in God as taught in the Bible in any specific area of his will, if it's in God's will, if it's in his word for your life, it will, it will, and, re, and you make it a part of your spirit, it will come to pass. Everybody say, it will come to pass. But first, everybody say, but first. See, I'm taking my time with this. It's got to get into my spirit. Not just my head. Oh, yeah, I know. No, no, no. Is it in your spirit? Do you know that you know? See, when I pray for people, which I'm going to do here in just a moment, I don't pray for a, a, a failure. I don't anoint you and say, well, you know, I, I'm really hoping Butch gets touched today. No, no, no. I pray saying he will be touched today. That's just who I am. I trust God. I trust God. Yeah, I go through things just like you do. I've had problems just like you have problems. I am just a man. I thought this morning as I was getting dressed, I didn't supernaturally get clothes just thrown on my body. I didn't supernaturally, God didn't come down and drop manna from heaven for me to eat breakfast this morning. I had to make my breakfast. Well, why didn't God do that for you? Because I can do some things for myself. And at 5 o'clock this morning, ain't nobody going to fix me nothing but me. I asked the Lord, too. He said, go up in the refrigerator, dummy. <laughs> no. But it has to first get down to your spirit. It has to get into your heart. Mark it down and go ahead and say it. It doesn't matter what's going on in your head. It's not going to work in your head. For the carnal mind will never see God's way of doing things. Never. This is why people get into trouble. Because they try to operate the law of faith out of their head. And it will not work in their head. People will say, all I have to do is say, say it to receive it. That's not really true. Mark eleven twenty three, Bishop, you need to read your Bible. You need to read your Bible, Bishop. Mark eleven twenty three says, he shall have whatsoever he says. How many people know that's in the Bible? So I'm just going to start saying things over and over again until I get it. Then people start saying, well, you've said it a thousand times. You still haven't gotten it. What is the problem, Bishop? Just because you confess something 300 times does not mean that God's going to hear it any quicker. I've, 300 times I've got a new car, got a new job, got something about your relationships. It doesn't matter how many times you say it, and then people look at you, and you say, well, I guess faith doesn't work, but faith does work. What's happened here, mark this down, we have tried to reduce God's faith to a formula, and a formula will not work. He will not allow it. They just thought it was going to magically appear in the next few days or the next few months, but I want to get you into the scripture for a moment, then I'm going to quit. 
But Bishop, it says, he shall have whatsoever he says. But we need to look at the complete scripture. Mark eleven twenty two, And Jesus answering, it saith unto them, have faith in God. Now that verse is something. Now they don't have this pulled up. But in the Younger's literal translation of that verse, it says, and Jesus answered unto them saying, have the faith of God. Have faith like he has it. Well, what kind of faith does God have? He says a thing and it comes to pass. Why? Because he knows who he is. I know who I am. And I, you have to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Now, here's the rest of that verse. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Where does it start? In your heart. Shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe all those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have so whatsoever he saith. There's the key right there. Doubt in your heart. Let me say this in closing before I pray for you. And like I said, this is an ongoing message. So you say, well, I, you didn't make me shout today. I probably won't. I can preach messages to make you shout. The trouble of the, mat- the truth of the matter is what we try to do is we try to think that God's in our emotions. And he's not. Oh, boy. We think God is in a shout and a hoop. And preachers, they can't preach unless they're hooping. God's not in your tears. He's not in all those. He's not in those things. He proved that to Elijah. All the things were going on around him, the earthquake, the fire, and all the things. And he said, I'm not in those things. He spoke in a still, small voice. Am I making sense to anybody here? I'm just trying to teach you. And this is just scratching the surface of faith, y'all. This is scratching the surface. Faith is more than just, I'm, I, I'm jumping up telling everybody, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. And that don't mean nothing to me until you do it. Anybody in here that makes a statement and you think that that's the end of it, no, no, no. The, 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 the truth is what's in your heart. When you say it, are you going to do it? 